So, hello everyone. I'm Adam Kowalik. This is uh, Inside the Comfort Zone, which is um, being recorded in front of a live audience on Colin. Why live? Well, because I want this to be an interactive and conversational and crowdsourced experience where we co-create episodes together. If you are new here, you uh, here's here's how things down. Me and my guest co-host, which is Andrea Andres today, have a great topic to discuss. About 10-15 minutes, and once we're done, I will thank everyone for listening before we open up the room for questions and insights. So um, listen into the conversation today and stick around till the end to keep. So let's get things started. This is Inside the Comfort Zone and we are talking about putting an end to hustling, grinding and start growing inside the comfort zone. And today we are Andrea Andres, who is also my partner in life as well as in business. And bigger than that, she is the founder of the International Skin Body Spirit Summit, gathering global experts in holistic skin care and authentic beauty. She's also the founder of the Swedish annual Holistic Skin Care Week. Now, this woman interviews experts for a living and serves up life-changing advice on a daily basis for her community. And I am very happy to be joined by Andrea today. So welcome, Andrea. Thank you, Adam. So good to be here. <laughs> well, we're, we're joined by a couple of listeners. I'm happy to see people joining live. We are uh, we are going to be exploring this this topic of uh, inside uh, the comfort zone. Um, and I, Andrea, like you and I, we talked about this uh, quite a bit. Yes, we have, and. Really, Adam, you know, inside the comfort zone, it's so uh, controversial. Where did this idea come from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, precisely. I mean, because if if you're interested in personal development, you, you've most likely heard in the past how growth only happens outside of your comfort zone. And uh, I believe that to be true in, in some way. I believe there is a nuance that should be be welcomed into that conversation around the comfort zone. And personally, I've always been an overachiever. I've uh, always been overambitious in, in most things I do. And I, I burnt out as a result of that. I've, um, I've pursued uh, goals in, in my career, personally, and, and in many different areas of life. And sometimes I've achieved them. Other times it's, it's that pursuit has simply driven me uh, further away from, from reaching that goal. And so my profession as a life and business coach, I've, I've come to see that this idea of outside the comfort zone isn't always con conducive to the actual achieving of our goals. In fact, I am the co-founder of a uh, internationally recognized personal trainer school in Sweden, where we specialize on, on sustainable change. And the sustainable word being key here, um, because I happen to believe that there is so much sustainability that can happen when we actually stay inside our comfort zones. Andrea, so... Let me let me get into that. Like, okay, so the idea is is, is coming from this my own experience and, and in the industry of personal development, and practically, what that actually looks like. 
um, is, well, so I, I often refer to a couple of things when there's so many things that I can point out. But one of the favorite ones is uh, there's a uh, there's a book called Lucid Right by uh, James Felt, a Canadian author and health influencer. In that book, he talks about a study that showed that uh, there were two groups of men. Uh, one group of men exercised at a medium intensity and the other group uh, exercised at a high intensity, burning more calories than the first group. And after 12 weeks, the first group lost more weight than the second group. Now, the second group is the high-intensity group. So what's going on here? Well, the study concluded that um, the first group who exercised at a medium intensity, they lost more weight because they kept making good decisions continually over the weeks. They weren't depleted of energy and willpower uh, or, or needed to recover as much. Whereas the second group who uh, exercised at a high intensity level, they were completely burnt out. They simply didn't make good decisions. So they went for pizza or Snickers or they didn't stay as, as active throughout the days as the other group because they were, completely, they were just simply tired. And I think why I want to highlight that study is because I, I believe, again, we have um we have have an, a behavioral observation here where we see a certain group of people working really really hard towards something and end up in the long run making uh, less effective decisions, or you have the other group of people who do a good enough job and they achieve exactly what they set out to achieve. Yeah. So like you mentioned, exactly, it's about the sustainability of change to when you make a change to actually keep on it and not just have it as like a six week, you know, grinding, uh, bite your teeth uh, thing, but actually having it as a lifelong thing that you can continue doing. I think that's what I hear. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good summary of it. Because again, as I said, I, I think sustainability in change is key. Because if we're going to do the work, we might as well make sure that it lasts. And so again, when we do something, well, so let, let me let me t bring bring another example. So it's uh, the principle at play I call stop stopping. And the story that I want to share is a story that was shared to me by one of my clients. So he was playing paddle, uh, this very popular racket game. Um, and he, he was doing double. So he had a partner and he was facing off with uh, two, two other people. And he didn't know this, this other group of people that he was uh, uh, playing with. And one of the guys on the other team, he was actually 70 years old. So my client being in his early 20s, um, you know, he, he, he felt like this is, this is going to be easy. What ended up happening was the other team, including the 70-year-old the guy, kicked butt. And, uh, and afterwards, my, my, my client, my friend, he, uh, you know, they, they, they thanked their participants, they, they thanked their teammates. And he said, like, t tell me, how are you so fit? Like, at your age, how are you so fit? And the guy said, well, 
I may be 70 years old, but here's the thing. I, I never stopped exercising. I never stopped being active. So first of all, he's played paddle for years. And second of all, he stayed active. So that, well, kind of teaches me, it tells me again, the sustainability is such an important piece, the stop stopping. And to really drive that point home, I'll, I'll, I'll share this story about Hugh Jackman uh, that many of us know as Wolverine in, in the X-Men movies. So Hugh Jackman, if you, if you know your X-Men movies, you know that the first movie that came out, 2000, yeah, I think it was 2000, um, Hugh Jackman was pretty, pretty fit. Now, that guy, when he started um, the, the movie, first of all, he didn't even know uh, the, the role Wolverine. So he started doing some research and he realized, oh, crap, this guy is pretty, pretty buff. So he hit the gym for the first time, basically, Hugh Jackman. And he's he's tall, so he's not super packed that way. And in the first movie, he's fit. But if you compare him like 20 years later in his last role as Wolverine, he is in, in, a, in an incredible shape. And so he was asked once, how do you uh, get into shape before your roles? Because it's a typical thing in Hollywood where, where these um, heroes, they need to bulk up, they need to get in shape for their roles. And Hugh Jackman's reply was, was very simple. He said, well, I'm never out of shape. And again, it, it points to that simplicity and the power of sustainability. So it's way easier to have an even performance if you simply never fall out of that form, out of that performance. Yeah, does that, Andrea, uh, I'm, I'm curious to know, uh, does that help in terms of uh, explaining? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, I think, uh, you know, you explained like the benefits, but could you maybe just, you know, give us like, um, you know, a clear summary maybe of the benefits from you know, taking on growth inside your comfort zone, like this idea of this concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I, I think I can summarize it as, as well. So it's like, the way I see it is growth inside your comfort zone. First of all, I'd like to say that growing inside your comfort zone is, is not so much about... Um, well, okay, so I'll say it like this. To reach your goals, you don't always have to get out of your comfort zone. Uh, in fact, you can grow your comfort zone in such a way that your goals end up, end up inside your comfort zone. That's really what I'm saying. Like, we, when we try to reach our goals outside of our comfort zone, we're simply suffering through so much. And because of that, we risk ever getting to the, the, the achievement part of our goals. Staying inside our comfort zones, I believe, is sustainable. It's the stop-stopping principle. It's efficient uh, because it actually gets the job done. You actually achieve your goals because you're consistently showing up for it. Um, and in fact, maybe it can help you achieve your goals with less force or even less effort. And finally, I'd say staying inside your comfort zone is simply more fun uh, because you get to enjoy what you do. And if anyone who's, who's gone through change in the past, uh, 
you know that changing can be scary, it can be challenging. And because it is, it's not, sometimes it prevents you from even starting. And it might be the obstacle uh, from preventing you from being sustainable. So when you make things fun, you, I believe, you increase the uh, adherence, the success rate of that change. And also, if it's not fun, what's the point? So very true. Very, very true. So then just to, to you know, what, what, what is like the real problem with outside the comfort zone? I mean, you mentioned it mm. before, you know, it's... Um, um, burnout, you know, risk of burnout, mm. it's risk of pushing, it's risk of, of not sticking to it, to, to doing something, you know, short uh, and intense, but then not sticking to it in the long term. And by that, losing your goal, basically, or what you try to achieve. Um, what else do you see, like, you know, the problem with, you know, this constant idea that we hear everywhere with push yourself outside the comfort zone. Mm. Yeah, precisely that the, I think the real problem and, and why I want to have this conversation is, is really because I believe every time we talk about outside the comfort zone to be the main and possibly only way to achieve growth or performance is that, that we assume that we all define success the same way. And I think we live in a world these days that is more inclusive and more diverse than it's ever been allowed to be in the, in the past. And I think, I think we should grant that same um, benefit or the same courtesy to defining success. So the idea of outside the comfort zone was coined by a, a management consultant and author called uh, Judith uh, Bardwick. So she published a book in 1991 called Danger in the Comfort Zone. And, and kind of paraphrasing her a bit uh, from the book, where she said the comfort zone is a behavioral state within which a person operates in an anxiety-neutral condition, providing a steady level of performance without a sense of risk. So what, what, that, what that means to me is uh, that it, it, it sounds like a pretty great state to be in. Like it's an anxiety-neutral, steady level of performance without a sense of risk. That sounds like something we're all asking for 30 years later. It's just how people... Because that is the definition of the comfort zone. And we always keep saying we need to leave that comfort zone. Well, listen, if you want to leave an, an anxiety neutral uh, level um, and, and maintain a steady level of performance without a sense of risk, like I, 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 I'm pretty happy where I am then. And I think that we should allow people to opt in to say, I like an anxiety-neutral uh, state. I like delivering on a, a, a steady level of performance without necessarily, uh, with, with unnecessary risk. Because the message of uh, going outside of your comfort zone serves the purpose of performance, I believe. It's, it's a message of competition comparison and conditionality serving the purpose of production productivity and performance meaning like we when we go outside our comfort zones it, a lot of times we're talking about competition we're comparing we're even conditioning 
So we're saying something needs to happen before the reward. So there's a condition there. So of course, the the idea of outside the comfort zone is 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 um, is spread because it serves the idea of performance. Because if if we all had people in an anxiety neutral state, even level performance without a sense of risk, well. What happens to um, jobs and, and, and tasks we don't want to do, right? Which is a <laughs> sounds, <laughs> tricky yeah, thing. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that sounds to me like that would be awesome. Like anxiety-free people that are happy where yeah. they are. And, and you know, like you were saying, basically this, this yeah, whole talk uh, with inside the comfort zone, it really to me sounds like we just can expand, like you were saying. We can just expand this comfort zone in a non-anxiety driven um, frame. And I think, yeah. you know, this is what we are going to, you know, explore, talk more about doing this, you know, bi-weekly um, live podcast. And Adam, just to, you know, wrap this up a little bit before we go into Q&A, what are your final thoughts and takeaways um, for the audience today? Mm. Right. So I, I guess it could be that um, that you can take stock and inventory of of um, where you're at in terms of certain things you do in life. So are you pushing somewhere? Do you feel like you're putting a lot of effort into something? Well, maybe there is an invitation here for you to, you know, as we said before, find that anxiety neutral estate. Uh, could you apply some steady level performance in that area? Because really, if you're pushing and you feel some heaviness around a certain area, look if if look at look at it if if applying some competition or comparison or conditionality to that um, that task or that area. And if that is the case, maybe there's room for you to ease up a bit. And see if you can, rather than going out of your comfort zone to reach your goal, see if you can grow and expand your comfort zone so that your goal ends up inside it. Yeah, that, that, that's the takeaway. That's the summary. At the same time, that might open, might open up more questions than, than rather answering them. And, and I guess that's it. Like, if you do want to explore that, first of all, stick around till the end here. We'll, we'll open up the room for some Q&A and also keep listening to the podcast. This is what this is about. It's to redefine personal growth and allow people to redefine success and fulfillment on, on their own terms. Yes. Some final Perfect. words, Andrea? Yes, no, I just, you know, sit here and agree and so excited to to do this and to talk more about this. Um, yes, so thank you. Good. Well, that's it. Thank you, Andrea, for, for joining. And I mean, this this was our first uh, episode, premiere episode of, of the podcast. And my intention is to have you come back a couple of more times and, you know, keep keep asking your questions, keep contributing with what what your experience are in, in the self-development industry as well. And today I'm, I'm just happy that you were here. Thank you so much. 
Right. And thanks you. Thank you for, for listening in today. If you want to be part of the co-creation of this podcast, join the conversation live. Uh, ask questions and share your insights every second Tuesday at 6 p.m. London time on call-in. So uh, I hope to talk to you some more in, in the future. And we're now opening up the room for questions and insights from the audience. So thanks for sticking around. Uh, if If anyone's got something that they would like to uh, uh, add, just uh, raise your hand, uh, give, me, give me a sign that you would like to be added to uh, the conversation. If you don't want to, if you don't want to uh, share anything uh, over voice, you can also just leave a message in the live chat that works as well. So we've got John. Uh, let me put you through here, John. Uh, here we go. I think you should be able to join this. Here we go. Hi, John. Hi, can you hear me, Adam? Yes, perfectly. Okay, thanks. Thanks. I really enjoyed that. That was very interesting. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate you're here. I don't have so much a question, but I was, you know, I used to follow Gary V, and he was always talking about hustling and really pushing yourself and getting out of the comfort zone. And um, and when when you were talking, I was actually thinking that often my best decisions and um, is coming when I'm clear headed and I'm confident and I'm, I'm I'm in a good quiet state, not in this kind of unsettled state. You know, like you're saying, they're always telling you that that's when you're learning and you're growing. Yeah, that's a good so, point. Yeah. And then That's I a really good point. The, the, the Dalai Lama, you know, he's always in this kind of calm state in his comfort zone and, and he's growing probably more than anyone. Hey? Mm. Yeah, that's, a, that's another good point. I appreciate that, John. And, and I happen to agree. There's um, NASA, the American space agency, they have this thing where they, they talk about the, the three B's of creativity or innovation. So they discovered that when people work really, really hard, a lot of times the assimilation of that hard work, those ideas that study, happens in these uh, areas of three Bs. The three Bs being uh, buses, bedrooms, and bathrooms. So what they're saying is it's when we step away from some of that hard work, that's when the, the insights uh, reaches us. And it often happens in, you know, in the, in the bedroom, uh, while just before we go to sleep or when we wake up or it happens in the bathroom while we're having a shower or, or, or we're traveling to work, we're in a car, in a bus or a plane. And, and one of my clients actually came up with a fourth B. He said beaches, right? So it's, it's yet another place where really great insights and ideas can find us. So I, I, I totally agree with you, John. I think there is so much space uh, that can be created for these these ideas. Would you like to add something else, John? Thanks, Adam. That was great. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for, for listening in and thank you for sharing that thought and insight. I, I appreciate it. Um, great. Do we have someone else who would like to, again, share uh, just maybe an insight or uh, ask a question or, or something alike? Andrea, I saw the input there from, uh, yeah, I saw the input there from, if you put, obviously, if you put pressure on, you get things done, right? We all know this about deadlines, like we, 
we have a deadline in two months. We are not doing anything until the day before the deadline, basically. <laughs> and because usually people work well under pressure, you know, we produce things. And that's, I think, what you mentioned earlier. It's this, you know, production-driven mentality. But, you know, being on pressure all the time, every day, in every aspect of your life that you have to perform in your, you know, household, in your partnership, in your marriage, with your children, with cooking your family meals, with your work, with your side hustle. It just is exhausting. And I think, you know, that's what we see today with a mm. lot of people having burnout, you know, burnout being very, you know, alien thing. I've never heard about it until, you know, a couple of years ago. Um so I think, I really think, you know, this idea that you have with the growth, you know, challenging the outside the comfort zone mantra that's going on. I think it's just so incredibly interesting and important. And, and yeah, I just wanted to, you know, just mention this again. I'm I'm really excited about this and yeah, I would love to get, you know, to hear some more thoughts of the people that are listening or questions, um, you know, what comes up um, when you hear, you know, outside the comfort zone versus growth inside the comfort zone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Andrea, for, for sharing that as well. I think that drives home the whole point. And, and I, I just want to, Andrea said, like anyone else would like to share um, any any thoughts or ideas around this uh, or challenges uh, or if you have questions you're, you're more than free to either you know grab the mic or write a message in the uh, in the live chat uh, if you are a bit shy but yes it's um, I think what we are seeing is as I mentioned before the definition of uh, the the comfort zone I think the the what the message of leaving the comfort zone does is it, it fails to take into account the mental and emotional cost of, of achieving the goals that we're after, it, and it's a cost that has been increasing in a rapid and exponential rate in the last decades. So I think we're at a point now where like we we don't have the interest anymore to overwork or overperform. In fact, um, not that I'm super up to date on TikTok or any of the social media places, uh, but, but, but something that stood out to me is this growing trend on TikTok called quiet quitting. Now, it's not just on TikTok, it's, it's becoming a global phenomenon where we're seeing people basically not to overworking and overdoing certain things. So if, if you're new to the idea of quiet quitting, quitting, um, it's basically a movement uh, around uh, life-work balance uh, against hustle and overworking. So I, I think why this, this is gaining so much traction is because it, we, we've just been pushing this too far, too long. Now, I, I don't think the movement of quiet quitting is uh, against work. That's not what it is. It's, it's more about setting healthy boundaries. And I think that is what I want the nuanced message of inside the comfort zone to do for, for us. 
And and I've seen it. I've seen the performance increases uh, happening in, in people's lives when we take away some of the guilt, some of the shame, some of the heaviness around all these musts and shoulds. And, and, and we rather than step into the want to, the choosing to, uh, that's where so much more power lies and, and what I often call instant motivation. All right, that was a, an a extra few uh, ideas on, on the topic and, and there's, no, there's no lack of it. We're, we're definitely going to be exploring that in, in the future. Right, so unless we have someone else uh, wanting to ask a question or share something, uh, we are going to uh, end the room now and we are going to invite you to be back here uh, in two weeks time where we will go live again and we will share yet another episode of uh, Inside the Comfort Zone. And uh, if, um, if you already, if you haven't already followed and subscribed to this here on Calling, I, I, I want to invite you to do that now. That way you'll get reminded every time we go live or, or post any updates. Um, and also, you know, please have a, uh, check out Andrea, check out, uh, what, all the exciting things she's up to. I think, uh, that's an interesting thing as well around sustainability. So I kind of just want to, uh, give a shout out there again, uh, Charlie, Greg, Susie, John, um, there might be other people I can't uh, see right now, but I'm happy that you're here. So thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for making this uh, premiere episode uh, a really cool um, first episode for, for me, also for my um, guest co-host, Andrea. Any final words, Andrea? Just thank you. This was amazing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, the next one. Great. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, have a great day. Take care. And I hope to see you live here on Calling in two weeks. Bye.